We have a prime minister that made promises left and right, never fulfilled any of his promises completely, except legalizing marijuana. Mm -hmm. So basically, when he said, I want to make our nation high in the election, I really thought that he meant he will make us high as a technology or high education or high economically, you know. But he actually meant it. He meant it high like, you know, you are a stone. You know, when you are legalizing the marijuana, allowing our young people to be high on drugs, who you think will defend the country? Who you think will grow to be something in the country to carry on the future? If our future generation is stoned, who will be able to fight for this country after me and you are gone? It's it, it's a hundred percent. Hundred percent. So, so he made it, he made, he made the only promise that he really fulfilled hundred percent is was the marijuana. Our economy is going from bad to 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 to, to worse to worse every day. He's uh, our budget uh, just inflammation like never seen before, and he blaming COVID. The inflammation started in our country, and the the the, the budget was screwed up before the the COVID. But he's using COVID. Oh. It was before COVID. Okay, what after COVID? Oh, it's the war in Ukraine. So it's one is accused after another, one is accused after another, one is accused after another. You tell me, why do I need to choose this prime minister that did nothing but divided our land? Now uh, he's talking about the right wing as their enemy. So now there is a division between the right wing and the left wing. We are one, we are Canadians. I am more than happy to sit down with the left wing. I am more happy to sit down with whoever and sit down and have a conversation. Convince me or I will convince you. Healthy communication and healthy discussions. There is nothing wrong with that. But now he's showing us like, oh, you are the bad people. You are a terrorist. You are a terrorist for saying that. Why? We have our own opinion. We have our own belief. You keep talking about the freedom of everybody. But you're not talking about respecting our own beliefs. Why is that? So this is dividing our land. Now there is people not talking to each other because one is left and one is right. He created this division. Mm-hmm. We owe all of us Canadians. And I welcome the left wings. And I welcome the center left. And I say I welcome the right wing. And I, I welcome everybody to sit down with me in the table and have a healthy one nation discussion. There is no, even if we are disagreeing on every subject, you're still my brother and sister, my Canadian brother and sister. That's the truth. I'm so pleased to introduce you to Reverend Majed Al Shafi tonight. Majed is an author, human rights activist, and the founder of One Free World International, a leading organization advocating for religious minorities across the world. Majed's own human rights journey started in his native Egypt when he converted from Islam and became a follower of Jesus Christ. As a survivor of religious persecution and torture, Majed is in a unique and powerful position to identify with and fight for others in similar circumstances. Majed brings awareness to human rights violations and advocates for religious freedom worldwide by confronting governments who violate these fundamental rights. 
It's been a little over a year since Majed first joined us on the Empower Hour, and so much has happened in that time. I invite you to sit back and get comfortable as Tanya and Reverend Majed Al-Shafi engage in a very important conversation. Well, thank you, Heather, so much for that wonderful introduction to Majed. Majed, I just feel honored to have you back on the show. You are a blessing. Uh, the majority of Canadians don't know the amount of work. They, they um, are unaware of how hard you have been fighting for their freedoms and for their rights, as well as working on behalf of citizens around the world who are being persecuted and oppressed. Uh, you are just an amazing person. I'm excited to have you on the show tonight. Now, I just want to back up a bit before we get into the police stations, you and I met several years ago. Um, you were, uh, as a human rights organization, if, if our viewers can believe this, you were fighting to keep a Christian mother and her three children in Canada who had basically, I want to say, escaped from or fled from Nigeria uh, because she had converted from Islam to Christianity and her father was tied to, I believe, uh, Boko Haram, a terrorist organization, and they had put a fatwa out on her life. Uh, there was, uh, she was living in, in danger. She was seeking asylum in Canada and the Canadian government denied her uh, to remain in Canada. And so can you just tell us a, a little bit more about that and give us an update before we get into the other part of this show? Well, Tanya, it's always a pleasure to be here with you and thank you for inviting, you, inviting me to your uh, amazing seminar and an interview. I would like to start by thanking Heather as well for her kind introduction. Heather forgot to mention that I'm a handsome brown guy, but I forgive her, <laughs> so it's okay. Uh, um, with regard to the Okakoya family, uh, by the grace of God, we won the case, as you know, and I'm very thankful to your partnership, the partnership for of Action for Canada and yourself brought this attention to our, uh, brought this case to our attention and supported us all through the way and your members supported us through the way. So by the grace of God and by the help of many wonderful friends, we was able to win the case. Uh, now the family is free in Canada. Actually, uh, just uh, uh, a few minutes ago, we just finished the graduation of the oldest daughter, Hasiba. So I was invited uh, to attend her graduation as a father figure. And I'm very thankful to be with her and to see her graduating and having a future here in Canada. And this is Canada. This is our land. It's a land of of great opportunity for many people that they deserve to start a new life running away from persecution. Not for the people to take advantage of it, but really for the people who really need the help to come to Canada to be part of our great nation. Yeah, this, this is amazing, right? I remember going through this journey with you and we would send out a call to action to members to appeal uh, to the Minister of Immigration. Uh, there was many obstacles as they tried to turn a blind eye to the plight of this family. And at one point, they actually had to go into hiding in Canada because Trudeau and the government were calling to deport them. And it, it really has been a shocking journey, which, you know, brings us into uh, the next conversation. And you have been working in the background, uh, appealing to the government and calling for the illegal Chinese police stations that are operating in Canada to be shut down. 
And can you tell us a little bit more about what you have been uh, doing and uh, maybe moving forward, what the plan is? For almost a year now, there have been reports from different international community and different international organizations overseas about the, the, the Chinese police stations here in Canada. And not just in Canada, in Canada, in the United States, in Europe, uh, in Asia, such as Japan, uh, South Korea. And that's been hidden police stations that made by the Chinese government and the Chinese uh, communist regime by Beijing in an order to collect information about the Canadian public and in order to intimidate the Chinese community here. So I just need to make something very clear. Our fight is not the Chinese people and not the Chinese community of Canada. Uh, so, for, so, so nobody will try to twist what we're trying to do here. And trust me, there's many people out there trying to twist what we're doing. I can ensure you that we love the Chinese people. We love our Canadian Chinese community. They are part of the Canadian fabric and we welcome them. Uh, but at the same time, our problem is with the communist Chinese regime that basically persecute their own people every day. Christians, Uyghurs, Tibetans, Falun Gong, uh, uh, whoever against the government will be persecuted. So we're dealing with the Chinese communist regime that they are their, their first enemy or the, the, sorry, their first victim is the Chinese people themselves. Yes. Now, in the old days, their persecution was only limited to their borders. And it was horrible. And we was also fighting that. But now, in the last decade, we see that the Chinese communist regime more and more taking the fight outside their borders. And now it's a new show that we see these police stations. Now, please keep this in mind. Just within the last few months, we have the Chinese police stations in Canada. We had uh, in, Canada, in North America and in Europe, not just in Canada. We have the Chinese spy balloon flying over our Canadian space and United States space. We have the Chinese interfering with our uh, elections. We have the Chinese government interfering with our uh, intimidation, some of our MPs, a member of parliament, and uh, inter uh, 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 joining and donating in a secret to Trudeau Foundation. All of this happening within the last few months. And yet, the public is not rising against it. Yet, Trudeau's number in the poll is still rising. And I don't understand why. Now, I'm not blaming the Chinese government, believe it or not. And I will tell you why. Because the, this communist regime is our enemy. So I understand that they would like to spy on us. I, I understand that they like to hurt our economy. They like to steal our technology. I got all of the above because they are our enemy, not the Chinese people, but the Chinese government. Now, what I cannot understand, why our government will cover up on them? That's what I don't understand is, is, is beneath me. I, I just, it's beyond my imagination and I cannot understand it. And we see evidence over and over and over that through this government did nothing but trying to cover up or hiring their best friends in an order to make an investigation, which is obviously biased. All of the above lead me to one conclusion, and one conclusion only. The Canadian government, one of the two options, the Canadian government, one of the two options, 
or they are incompetent. They, they did not know that there is a police station spying on our people. So that's mean that the RCMP, that's mean that CSIS, that's mean that the Canadian government, public safety, they are all incompetent. They didn't know anything about it. Or they are part of this crime. It's one of the two. There is no a third option. Or you didn't know, which is mean that your, your security organization not doing their homework. Or you didn't know, but you are covering on, on it because it's for your own benefit, such as our last election. And that's where we have a problem. Well, and you know what? You've nailed it right on the head. It isn't a matter that they didn't know because we have evidence of that. I wrote a report um, in response to COVID back in March of 2020. And it, I had um, uh, made it public in April of 2020. And within that report in March, I had found a video, which I included in the call to action this week. And uh, Liberal leader David McGinty, he's an MP. He had, he was the chair of Canada's National Security and Intelligence Committee. And in 2019, he was given access to all of our intelligence, uh, CSIS, the RCMP intelligence, uh, the military, I believe it was the military wouldn't hand their documents over. And his report, and when he was doing the press release, he had made it very clear that he had gone to the Prime Minister's office to discuss with him his findings. And in the report I sent out this week, I'm just going to read a couple of them. It said, the committee believes there is ample evidence that Canada is the target of significant and sustained foreign interference activities from the People's Republic of China, Russian Federation, other states. The committee believes these states target Canada for a variety of reasons, but all seek to exploit the openness of our society and penetrate our fundamental institutions to meet their objectives, such as government and universities. They target ethno-cultural communities, seek to corrupt the political process, manipulate the media, and attempt to curate debate on post-secondary campuses. Each of these activities poses significant risk to the rights and freedoms of Canadian and to the country's sovereignty. They are a clear threat to the security of Canada. And this is a 2019 report, and he has made it very clear that he went to Trudeau's office to discuss this threat with him. We know that uh, when, just for the viewers who don't understand, well, how can the Chinese, you know, infiltrate and uh, pressure Canadian citizens? A lot of the Chinese send their children to our universities. UBC has been infiltrated by the Chinese. And then what they do is they pressure these young people to uh, basically provide them information under threat that they may harm their children. Some of the uh, non-permanent residents that are here that are Chinese, they have the threat of being deported if they don't vote in a certain direction. And this is where the liberals are saying, oh, you know, my goodness, these poor Chinese that are living, these good people, these are good people, as you said, Majed. I have many friends that are Chinese, and many of them are actually Christians, people of faith who fled China so that they could openly enjoy their uh, faith and raise their children in a free country. And now this tyranny is infiltrating in, in, you know, into our country. And so these people are under threat. And then uh, I know, is it Aaron O'Toole has come out also. And he is saying that uh, in the, my conservative, uh, sorry, my writing, uh, liberal leader Ken Hardy is the MP. 
And it wasn't just one liberal that has been removed, and and that was the extent of the infiltration into the Liberal Party. That individual, I'm sorry, I don't remember that MP's name. Uh, there was money exchanged and money involved. Uh, that's what's reported. But there was a list of 13 or 14 other Liberal MPs. And Ken Hardy, the Fleetwood, was on that list. And, and, and so, but what the story is, is that for the conservative that was running against Ken Hardy in the last election, he was saying that we had all kinds of Chinese people, you know, that were ready to vote for this candidate, conservative candidate. And the next thing you know, they just dropped out and then they didn't show up to vote. And then Mr. Ken Hardy in the article is like, hmm, you know, I saw that happen too. That's quite a mystery. And if you know they're getting threatened, we should get to the bottom of that. Well, based on what the liberals are doing, I'm 100% convinced that this man knows exactly what was going on. And and anyway, so just those are my few comments, uh, you know, in response to what you said about whether they're incompetent or whether they actually know what's going on. I 100% I, I believe they know exactly what is transpiring. Now, after this truth and this uh, facts show up, now we can see that in the United States, for example, the FBI is attacking this police station, Chinese police station. They're arresting the people from there. Happened in New York, happened in Florida, happened in many states. There is many reports indicating that many of these Chinese police stations here in Canada, in Montreal, in Vancouver, in Toronto, in Niagara Falls, in, in British Columbia. And yet I don't hear one news about one arrest or shutting down of the police station. Now, according to the security uh, resources, they, they like to work in, in being quiet. And they like they say, their excuse is the matter is still under investigation. We cannot release any information to the public right now because it can hurt the, the case. What's really hurting the case is that your people seeing that you're not making any action. Yeah. And, and when there is a mini cover-up and when the prime minister getting his buddy buddies you know, to investigate the matter, with my old respect, is making me doubt the process. Is making the public is losing trust in its own security, public security organizations. And this is a main issue because as a Canadian or even as a Chinese Canadian, not to be trusting in your safety here in Canada, knowing I know many of the Chinese human rights activists here in Canada, they are facing harassment every day. One of them is an activist by the name Sunshi. Uh, she she been facing harassment online, threats, hate emails, uh, threats in her home. I was with her personally when the, we went to the reported to the police station, and the police said, "Well, we like the real, our Canadian police station, the real police station," and our Canadian police station said, "Well, we cannot do much. Just put a camera on your door. What is this? <laughs> what is oh. this?" So. So wow. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to put it this way. Our security services, I understand your, your secrecy. I understand that there is many elements you cannot show it to the public, but at least inform the Canadians, at least on basic information about what are we doing about this matter. They are not even responding at all to any request. And one free world international and myself personally, we send them a letter. And we ask from the public safety minister to respond to our letter as a human rights organization. So I am a Canadian citizen, 
we are a human rights organization, non-profit organization registered in Canada. And look at the answer. Please, Tanya, if you can read the parts of the, this letter. Yeah, I can't wait to dig into this letter because even what you were saying, uh, giving testimony of this uh, individual that is Chinese, that is uh, being threatened, uh, the last paragraph is going to be very telling as to uh, how... I, 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 I don't even have words for this letter because it's like a mockery of Canadian citizens' intelligence of yours as a human rights advocate that has uh, dealt with uh, incredible corrupt governments in third world countries, terrorists. And now here we are in our own country and they expect us to receive a letter like this and, and think it's believable based on what you're telling me. All right, Terenzio, will you please bring up this letter and we're gonna go through it uh, paragraph by paragraph. And so we'll start with the uh, second paragraph. So <laughs> this is what I mean about a mockery of our intelligence, right? It goes, I want to begin by noting that there is no greater responsibility for the government of Canada than to ensure its citizens and communities remain safe. Any report of harassment and intimidation of individuals in Canada is troubling and will not be tolerated. Where there is, a, where there is credible evidence of foreign interference, Canada's security and intelligence agencies use the full extent of their mandates to respond to these threats. The RCMP is currently investigating reports of criminal activity. So I, I just want to pause for a moment, just for a moment, because in the report that I had sent out as well, and forgive me if I do not get this uh, gentleman's name correct, it is, sorry, I'm just jumping back. It is, um, he was, he worked uh, former, formerly with CSIS. He's an intelligence expert. I'm going to say his name is Michael Junot Katsia, and I probably have really messed up his name and I apologize, who has hands-on experience encountering threats from hostile state actors. He told MPs in March of 2023 that Canada doesn't need a public inquiry into foreign interference, but rather needs a new and completely independent body with powers to arrest and prosecute those involved. He said such a body is needed because every government has been penetrated by Chinese agents and that neither CSIS nor the RCMP have been able to stop that threat. And so here you're receiving a letter, I believe, was it the Deputy uh, Minister of Public Safety? So here you've received this letter that's saying that the RCMP and CSIS and everybody is on this, and yet the former person that worked with CSIS is saying, they have no power. They're, they're not being, they're not accomplishing much. Uh, our, our Bible said, faith without action is a dead faith. So I don't care what this letter is saying, because obviously it's just a, a letter to make us quiet. Basically, what the letter, what I get from the letter is basically saying, if you saw something called 911, is what nonsense is this? What nonsense to respond to a human rights organization and to a Canadian citizen concerned about the safety and the security of his country. Our organization as One Free World International being bombarded by hate crime, by hate letters from the Chinese communist regime. By uh, I, I'm getting a calls in the middle of the night, threatening calls from the, from the Chinese. Uh, somebody speaks in Ch broken Chinese English. Uh, 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 people attacked our offices before from from whoever they are from the Chinese uh, um, background, but obviously from mm -hmm. uh, paid by the Chinese government. All of the above 
and anybody will open his mouth here in Canada about China. And please, I, I, need, I, I, I will challenge you right now about, I will remind you and challenge you about something right now. After airing this program, look how many people will try to hack your account. Look how many Twitters and your social media will face some challenges and some weird messages. I promise you, after airing this show, that's exactly what will happen. Yeah, and we're we're That's willing it. to take the, mm. that chance, right? Because if it wasn't for people like you, Majed, who's standing on the front line uh, fighting this, we will be, uh, you, you know, the next communist uh, state. And and we can't allow that to happen. Trudeau has uh, publicly uh, stated his admiration for the uh, Chinese, for the communist uh, leadership. That's correct. And That's correct. it is very evident that all of the steps that he's taking, he said when he came into office, if, if, if our viewers don't know that, he said that he was going to finish what his dad started. And Pierre Elliott Trudeau was not a friend of Canadians. He was a communist and as leader of the Liberal Party. And, and so the advancements that Trudeau has made in uh, bringing communism, socialism, into Canada. So it's been, it's been incrementally. It's been, it's been uh, weakening our laws. So that, you know, in order to respond to certain things, it's been weakening our military and our police force. It has everything on the front line. Uh, it's been weakening our social media in order to be able to have conversation because they've taken over the mainstream media. I mean, the implementation is going into our universities and into our schooling system and infiltrating the minds of our children. And, and so we have to be bold and we have to speak up. We have a right to fight for our country. And the final thing is, is that Trudeau, of course, wants to take away our weapons so that when you're threatened in your home, if you were to take any kind of action to, and depending on and how elevated the threat was, you could be arrested if you do harm to the individual that's come into your home to harm you. This is crazy. This is, this is not a free and democratic uh, nation any longer. In reality, let's speak about Trudeau here for a second. And, and, and our Bible, I'm a Christian man, and the Bible said, pray for your leadership. And, and I respect what the Bible said, and I do pray for Trudeau. And I do pray for Trudeau every day. I pray that he will resign. But anyway, the, the Bible said pray, but he didn't say how to pray. <laughs> so I pray that he will resign. That's my prayer to Trudeau. <laughs> You and I are close. Anyway. I, I, my prayer, I pray for Trudeau too. And I say, Lord, either raise him up or take him out. And every liberal, liberal MP and everybody in cabinet, you know, that is going along with this tyranny. I, I think that's, and we're to yeah. expose evil and they are evil. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the, the whole point that we have to focus here is when, when there is a corruption from the top, corruption will echo in all the chain of command. It just is a symbol in that. Our Prime Minister, and I'm, I'm talking here logically and with the real facts. So whoever listening to us and said, oh, that it's just a propaganda, it's just a bunch of white people attacking, you know, uh, rednecks or whatever they call or, uh, or white supremacists. Or, I'm brown, so you cannot say anything about I know, right? So you're a far so, right brown supremacist. So, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. So, so uh, brown supremacist, exactly. So that's the new thing that will come up in the market very soon. So anyway, so I'm talking facts and I'm asking from the people to listen to my heart. 
I came here to this country as a refugee, a legal immigrant from the UN and Amnesty International. I came here to the land with my papers and I worked hard all my life and in order to, to, to build this NGO and to be able to help people all around the world, from Ukraine to Afghanistan to Iraq to Syria, uh, to Armenia, wherever it is, there is a conflict, we will be there to help them. Make no mistake. Now, my main thing that I want to make this clear, when I come here to this country, you have to understand that Canada is my dream came true. It's really true. And to come here seeking the freedom and the diversity and the wonderful atmosphere, that the, free, the, 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 the justice, the, the, the freedom of expression, the freedom of religion. And to see all of this start to disappear little by little uh, in the last 10 years is doing nothing but breaking my heart. Mm -hmm. Doing nothing but breaking my heart. Now, I want to talk facts about this prime minister and I want the people to listen because we have coming election and that's your time. That's your time to speak the truth. That's your time to vote to whoever you want to vote. That's your, once again, freedom of election, you know, freedom of choice. So choose whatever you want. But we have a three, we, we have a prime minister that the only prime minister in the Canadian history was disciplined by the Ethic Committee. We have a prime minister that he painted his face black. We have a prime minister that uh, he kind of spanked a journalist on her bum when he was interviewing her at some point. We have a prime minister that made promises left and right, never fulfilled any of his promises completely, except legalizing marijuana. Mm -hmm. So basically, when he said, I want to make our nation high in the election, I really thought that he meant he would make us high as a technology or high education or high economically, you know. But he actually meant it. He meant it high like, you know, you are a stone. You know, when you are legalizing the marijuana, allowing our young people to be high on drugs, who you think will defend the country? Who you think will grow to be something in the country to carry on the future? If our future generation is stoned, who will be able to fight for this country after me and you are gone? It's it, it's a hundred percent, hundred percent. So so he made it. He made, he made the only promise that he really fulfilled hundred percent is was the marijuana. Our economy is going from bad to 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 worse to worse every day. He's uh, our budget uh, just inflammation like never seen before, and he blaming COVID. The inflammation started in our country, and the the the, the budget was screwed up before the the COVID. But he's using COVID. Oh, it was before COVID. Okay, what after COVID? Oh, it's the war in Ukraine. So it's one is accused after another, one is accused after another, one is accused after another. You tell me, why do I need to choose this prime minister that did nothing but divided our land? Now uh, he's talking about the right wing as their enemy. So now there is a division between the right wing and the left wing. We are one, we are Canadians. I am more than happy to sit down with the left wing. I am more happy to sit down with whoever and sit down and have a conversation. Convince me or I will convince you. Healthy communication and healthy discussions. There is nothing wrong with that. But now he's showing us like, oh, you are the bad people. You are a terrorist. You are a terrorist for saying that. Why? 
we have our own opinion. We have our own belief. You keep talking about the freedom of everybody, but you're not talking about respecting our own beliefs. Why is that? So this is dividing our land. Now there is people not talking to each other because one is left and one is right. He created this division. Mm-hmm. We all, all of us Canadians, and I welcome the left wings, and I welcome the center left, and I say I welcome the right wing, and I I welcome everybody to sit down with me in the table and have a healthy one nation discussion. There is not, even if we are disagreeing on every subject, you still my brother and sis, my Canadian brother and sister. That's the truth. Yeah, but but you see, that's the whole thing, right? Is this is not part of the agenda. The agenda is to divide us and conquer us and, and to pit Canadians against one another. It is to destroy our economy because you can't have a good socialist government without poverty, without the majority of the citizens living in poverty, disarmed. That's the only way they can be controlled. And, and so what this campaign of terror has been against Canada, and he has committed acts of treason, so have the Liberal cabinet. Everybody who has uh, been voting the party line and going along with this, all of them should end up in jail uh, because they have attacked Canada. They've attacked the Canadian citizens. They've undermined our democracy and they've created the greatest money laundering scheme, uh, greatest heist in the history of the country because they are doing this wealth transfer into the IMF and the world banks and the globalists. Oh, we're going to send $650 to Africa, you know, to, uh, for abortion. Well, guess what? They don't want money for abortion. They want medication so that their babies can live. And we're going to send a billion dollars over here. Now it's a billions and trillions of dollars going into climate change, sucking the Canadians dry. Um, I just learned yesterday, I think it's every single Canadian from baby onward, upwards, I don't know if it's the immigrants at this point, owes $50,000 right now. And, and the debt is unsustainable. They threw us into this debt intentionally. They are flooding us with immigrants in order to keep, uh, you see, because to those immigrants that are coming in, these new immigrants, Trudeau looks like a hero. Thank you for rescuing me and opening the doors and allowing us all to come into your country. And, and so it is divide and conquer. And so with Action for Canada and all of our chapters across the nation, they'll say, oh, you know, uh, you know, the Muslims are doing this, or there's the uh, gays against groomers who are doing this, and we should unite. And I'm saying, no, I don't want to buy into the government's rhetoric. I don't want to buy into the tribes. We're calling on all Canadians, regardless of what your belief system is, to get on the front line with us and fight this war against our government. That's, that's where the battle line is. We have to come together, Majed, and I'm in, in, I think we're completely in agreement you know, with one another on this. And, and I, will, I will tell you that the majority of the people that listen to us, from what, whatever you want to call them, right wing, actually in agreement of this. We are actually not the villain in this story. We are not the villain in this story. We are more than happy to sit down. We are more than happy to communicate. We love our country and we love every Canadian more than anybody else. And we are more than happy to sit down to defend our brothers. Doesn't matter who they are. Doesn't matter what their political belief. Doesn't matter what their religions believe. Doesn't matter what their sexual orientation. I don't care who you are. Above, Jesus loves everybody. And Jesus loves us all. And I, I can ensure you, as a Christian minister... I will fight for every minority as long as they need real protection. Now, 
when we're talking about our immigration system per se, this is something that I said in, the, in, in our Canadian parliament. We have to understand that within our Canadian system, within our Canadian system, Trudeau did nothing but to make this more politically correctness, even our immigration system. So he didn't even leave our immigration system alone. He made this look like more may everything become more politically correctness. Yeah. And the most dangerous thing in our Canadian fabric society is politically correctness. Mm -hmm. Is the very cancer in our Canadian fabric, in our Canadian society. You are destroying the nation by doing this. So now, something like the Syrians, when we took the Syrians and was like, what, more, more than 40,000 Syrians, all of them, all of the, if not the majority of them, let's just say 99 point, majority of them, if not all, was from one belief, the Muslim beliefs. Now, does mean that I'm against Muslims? No, I, I met many Muslims that they need the protection, especially women and children, and they will always be welcome here to be part of our Canadian society. That's not an issue. But when, if, if tomorrow, I need you just think about this for a second. If Harbour tomorrow, Stephen Harbour tomorrow was a prime minister and he brought only 40,000 Christians, Syrians. Can you imagine how our liberal media would react? Mm -hmm. Of all of them from one religion, Christians, all of them Christians. And they are from Syria. The people will be jumping in the air. People will be like, oh my God, the hell will break loose. Why? This guy brought only from one religion. What, what's, what's wrong with the vulnerable minorities? What I call them vulnerable minorities. Yeah. When you are talking about many Muslims from Syria, for example, you have many countries. I'm not saying don't bring them to Canada. But I'm saying there is many countries in the Middle East more equipped with finance to support them, to take them in, such as Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Bahrain, Kuwait, Morocco, Tunis, all of these countries. Is more than is is more than able to take them in, knowing that they are sharing the same religion, the same language, culture, tradition, food, uh, atmosphere, you know everything they are sharing in common. None of this. Saudi Arabia, how many refugees did they took from Syria? Emirat, how many refugees took from Syria? Qatar, how many? And each country of these countries, their economy bigger than ours. And why we're not taking the vulnerable minorities? The vulnerable minorities that they know if they went to these countries, they will be persecuted as well. So why Canada is not choosing? My Canada is not really being Canada is the temple for human rights. I need to tell you something. Canada internationally is the temple for human rights. Now, the Americans wondering, some of the American organization wondering, how bad is the human right in Canada because of the political correctness? They are actually echo. Their concern, some of the Congress and the Senate that I met in Washington, D.C., and one day you would come with me to meet them, some of the Senate and some of these congressmen echoed their concern about the politically correctness in Canada. They said, well, how far are you guys is, is pushing that? This is like, this is just not logical. This is, doesn't even make sense. It doesn't. You know? So I, I need, we need to understand something. It is very important that in this coming election, and I will make this from all hearted, I'm asking all Canadians, all Canadians, to take a stand against a, a, a incompetent leadership 
a failure of a leadership that 100% will cause the countries more and more damages. Let's fix our country. Let's rebuild our country. Let's rescue our country before it's too late. Right. And you you have just touched on something uh, extremely critical and important to Canadian sovereignty and and to our right to be a sovereign nation. Uh, Majed, when you named all of those Islamic uh, majority countries, tell me one of them that has a Christian sitting in their government. Tell me where in China they have a Christian sitting in government in North Korea, in Pakistan. And I think that you'll come up with that it's zero. For years, the human rights activists have been fighting for Christians because they are the greatest persecuted in the world. In in the Islamic majority countries, Christians are being beheaded, burned alive, raped. It's impossible. And you and I were having a previous conversation and on immigration in Canada, they are they have a responsibility to bring in the most persecuted, which would be Christians who would align with Canadian sovereignty and our belief system and our values. And 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 the other thing is, is that a lot of people don't understand King Charles just signed the coronation oath, but the coronation oath is committed to Christian biblical principles and values that our country, the government has an obligation to run Canada based on Christian principles, as is our constitution, as is our charter of rights and freedoms. And the UN is hyper-focused and fixated on turning Western nations, um, in, well, into taking control of Western nations because all of these other nations are already uh, run by tyrants. And it, it, the base is, and the fundamental base is, our democracy is based on Christian principles. And, and unless we vote in people who absolutely embrace this fact, we are going to, again, continue down the same avenue as our country is flooded with immigrants who do not embrace embrace our foundation and our principles, they are bringing their failed foreign systems of governments into Canada, their failed belief systems, and they're setting up camp here. And it's causing the division. And the way that they're countering that is by calling me a white supremacist or a racist or white privileged. And as I've mentioned before, my mom and dad, came after the war to Canada. My dad was from England. My mom was from Holland. And they lived in poverty. Their house was blown up. My grandma had four sons and my daughter on her own. Um, They came to Canada and they never received a dime from the government. They didn't receive any help. They worked. My mom worked in a burlap sack. One day I'm going to show the pictures I have on my wall with my mom and my dad in a little tattered sweaters sweater. And, you know, their stories. My dad had a grade six education when he came to Canada and he put himself through school. He became an electrician and eventually owned his own company. He built his own house with my uncles. There's no white privilege here. And my brother and my sister and I, same thing. We worked hard. And, uh, you know, so to to be to trying to divide and conquer us by going on my whiteness and your brownness and you you, you as a Christian as well. How, how are they going to address and direct this towards you? So I think people need to understand 
We equally have a right to stand up and protect our sovereignty. We have a right to protect our borders. There needs to be a moratorium on immigration. We have Canadians that are now living on the streets. We have Canadians are, who are being euthanized because they're on um, uh, long-term disability through the government and they can no longer afford uh, to pay their rent. And they're literally asking to be uh, euthanized. I have a very close friend who pays $3,600 a month right now for rent with her family. She has a disabled elderly uh, brother who is Down syndrome and elderly parents. She's adopted a young man, a boy 15, to get him out of the system, an aunt, and they can't find a comparable house for less than $5,600 a month. That's a $2,000 a month increase. I mean, we should be outraged at the Liberals and the NDP and the Green Party because they have all worked together and the Conservative Party have propped up why they're, what they're doing by not truly being an opposition party and truly being a traditional Conservative Party. Anyways, that's my little rant because you've touched on an issue here that it is not about the color of people's skins. skin. It's about the condition of the heart. It's about what is really sustainable for Canada. We cannot sustain bringing in half a million people into this country every year. Last year, it was a million when you count in all the different ways that they brought people in. We don't have the housing, we don't have the infrastructure, and we don't have the money. I need to say something that we are, as, as, as a minority myself, I came, from, I came from Egypt background. I was tortured very severely for my Christian belief. I still have my scars on my body. And I'm very proud to be Christian. And I will sustain this torture over and over and again for Christ's sake. Make no mistake that my Christian belief is my first priority in my life. I need to tell every and each one of you something. This word, white privileges. In Canada, we all privilege. In Canada, we all have privileges. As long as you are a free country, there is nothing is called white privilege or black privilege or brown privilege. If you cannot, in the media, if you cannot say San nigger in the media, if you cannot say San, and I can say it because I'm brown, if you try to say the same thing, you would be off air by tomorrow. But if you cannot say San nigger, I cannot say as well white trash. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. If you cannot say certain words, we have to respect everybody. Because black life matters, white life matters, brown people life matters, every human being on earth life matters. There is nothing is called one is a more priority than the other. We all one. And forever, as a brown person, <laughs> if, if that's what they want to call me, as a, they, actually, my close friend, they call me brown sugar, but that's a different discussion <laughs> and a different episode. That's a different conversation. <laughs> but <laughs> that if they want to call me whatever they want to call me, I am most and for all number one Christian and number two Canadian. And I will stand with every and each one of you, and I will love every and each one of you. And I, I am a color blind. Mm-hmm. I don't see colors. I don't mean really colorblind as a medical condition. I'm talking as a spiritual condition. I'm a colorblind. I don't see blacks. I don't see Asians. I don't see whites. I don't see browns. I see human beings in front of me. We are all human beings, children of God, 
and Jesus came to die for all of us. End of the story. Amen. Amen. I always say my God is uh, my God does not care about the color of your skin. He cares about the condition of your heart and your mind. And uh, that is really what this is about. If we were to come down to it, it is a spiritual war of epic proportions that's going on in our, on in our nation right now. And uh, yeah, I love that. And uh, can I just uh, ask you, we're coming up to the top of the hour here, Majed, how, where do you think Let's just go, for instance, on the situation with the Chinese police station, the Chinese interference. Do you have next steps that you'll be taking as, uh, you know, an organization, human rights organization uh, on this matter? Our next steps that we are investigating certain locations and I will not pronounce which locations, but I will not do like ceases and I will go quiet completely. I would say that we are investigating, we have some information of certain locations. And once it's been confirmed by a wonderful Chinese human rights activist that working with us in a cooperation with One Free World International, once we are confirmed, we will be informing the authorities such as the RCMP and the FBI. Gladly, we will work with our security communi- community, our intelligent community, to present to them these issues. The another thing that we are working with the Chinese community as well, in an order to uh, protect them to the best of our ability. Uh, uh, I, I will remind everybody that, uh, regardless of your political belief, you have the duty. You have the duty to communicate with your member of parliament. The duty. I will say this one 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 more time. The duty to communicate with your prime with with your member of parliament with the prime minister, with the public safety minister. You have a duty to send a letter to each and every one, email each and each one of them. Tell them, I demand, you are my MP, you are representing me in in this writing. I demand you to take an action in this matter to protect me, to protect our country. Don't give up. Write a letter every day. Write a letter every day. You sit down doing nothing anyway. So sit down and write a letter. One paragraph. I want to know, I'm demanding to know what are you doing about the, the Chinese police station in Canada. I'm demanding to know. You, are, you, we have a power. We have the power of vote. We have, the, we have a voice. Let's use it. So I'm urging every and each one of you, work with us, communicate with us. And we will be more than happy to direct you in the right direction. But please, use your voice. If you stop, if you, if you don't speak, you lost your right to complain. I will say it again. If you don't, if you stop, if you don't speak, you lose your right to. If you don't speak up, sorry. If you don't speak up, you lost your right to complain. So speak up now is the time. Right, uh, that's a very good advice. And uh, one of the things Action for Canada on our homepage says is to give the silent majority a voice through letter writing campaigns, uh, through rallies, and through teaching them that their voice matters and through educating them on the matter so that they know what they're speaking up against. Uh, ignorance may be bliss, but it is, uh, you know, also your demise, especially in a hotly political situation like what we're facing here in Canada today. And uh, we are the majority. And look at what the majority is doing around the world right now against all of this, uh, this cult of the LGBTQ that's attacking our children. You can see Bud Light. They've lost tens of billions of dollars. 
because of promoting that uh, trans individual target. They had LGBTQ products for children and they've lost a fifth of, uh, of their um, income. And uh, Starbucks has been supporting a pride parade in Seattle where adults were, it's, it's unlawful and illegal to be out in the streets butt naked. And they were on their bicycles doing this and flaunting themselves in front of children. Let's Bud Light Starbucks and let's, you know, come together. There's power. And unfortunately, with elected officials, they, they want to go to how to ride the wave, what's popular. Uh, those will be my talking points. And Trudeau got in. Uh, walking the catwalk, thinking that he was going to be popular by, as Majed was talking about, the uh, promoting the legalization of marijuana and putting it in the hands of 12-year-olds. You can see what that's done. He's dumbing down a society while Chinese are, you know, uh, out outsourcing us as far as education is concerned and, and raising an army. And and we've got, uh, uh, you know, children that don't even know what sex they are anymore, if they're a boy or a girl. And so uh, because of the work and standing on the front lines, writing these letters and communicating, all of a sudden the LGBTQ agenda is collapsing and they know it. And, uh, you know, government officials are beginning to uh, listen and they're beginning to act. And so on this issue as well, take to heart what Majed has said. This is about our national security. Take five minutes to email your um, MP, to call them your MLA, and say you have a responsibility and a duty to protect Canadian citizens. Contact your RCMP. Let them know that you expect that this situation is going to be dealt with. They've also taken an oath to protect Canadian citizens. So, well, Majed, this has been a fantastic conversation. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule uh, to join us. Um, you and I have a few other things on the go that we'll be bringing to the public's awareness, uh, fighting on the front lines for Canadians and their sovereignty. I, I ask that you would look up One Free World International. We'll be making sure that their information is in the description of this video. Support Majed on the front line, support Action for Canada, and I believe that we're going to be able to overturn this corruption and take our country back. So in, in closing, Majed, what would your final words be? My final words to everybody that's listening to us, and I'm talking to all Canadians. I'm talking to, uh, doesn't matter what's your race, doesn't matter what's your belief or lack of beliefs altogether. It doesn't matter if you are straight or from the LGBT community. And I met with many of the leaders of the LGBT community. It doesn't matter if you are Chinese or non-Chinese. This enemy that killing the, our freedom is also killing your own community. So when we're talking about China, the Muslim community in China is being destroyed and killed and put in concentration camp, the Uyghurs. They are killing the Tibetans. They are killing the Christians. They are killing the Falun Gong. They are killing the LGBT community. So we are not here to divide. We are here actually to extend. We are not here to build the walls. We are here to build a bridge. We have to all of us to stand strong together. We have all to remember that in the end of the day, we are fighting for our land. We can be in disagreement with each other. We can see different opinions about different certain issues. 
But in the end of the day, we will love each other, doesn't matter what. And we'll protect each other because we only have one Canada. And we are the watchmen for the nation, watchmen and women for the nation. So we stand firm and we'll close the gap. Don't listen to the people that try to divide us. Don't listen to them. No, we're united and we'll always be united. My last statement to the Chinese communist regime, I have a message for you. And I pray that as you are watching this show, the Chinese embassy is listening to us or the Chinese spy is listening to us. I tell you that after every night, there is new morning carrying new day. After every persecution, there is victory in Jesus' name. Mm. I tell you, it doesn't matter how strong weapon you have, how strong army you have. We have the Lord Almighty. I tell you that you can always kill the believers, but you cannot kill the belief of our hearts. You can always kill the dreamer, but you cannot kill the dream. We will see you soon in Beijing, in the very heart of your capital. You will hear the freedom, because freedom is a bulletproof. And for that reason, I greet you, but also I challenge you in Jesus' name. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Majed. Amen. Amen. Yes, we, we serve an almighty God who is still on the throne and very much in control of everything. And he has our best in mind. And sometimes he allows uh, cruel rulers to rise up, corrupt rulers, but it is for the good of the people because we turned our back on him. We've allowed very bad things to enter our nation. And uh, we need morality and ethics uh, to be part of our government. And we need to care about that when we vote. So thank you for being on the show. And uh, I look forward to updates from you, and we look forward to having you on again in the very near future. So God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, that was uh, an amazing interview. We sure covered a lot of topics, uh, but vital and critical for us to be having these conversations. And we thank God that we still can. We're going to protect those rights. And so that's why we say, please uh, sign up for the subscribe for our Rumble channel and make sure that you share our information in our videos, please. And be sure to join Action for Canada so you receive all of our information. Okay, next week's guest is going to be uh, Lisa Myron, and she has put together a most impressive presentation on C40 cities. Call them smart cities, call them 15-minute cities. They've got this C40 plan. It's going to tell you how many clothes you can buy in a year, how much meat you can eat till they get you to one year where it's going to be zero. It's it's absolutely so insane. And uh, so we're going to enjoy having her on. Of course, we'll be promoting the 15-minute city notice of liability because Action for Canada is all about taking action. And remember that there are elected officials who aren't all in on this. They actually think that they're doing a good thing for the environment. So it's up to you and I to educate them. And Action for Canada is trying to make that super easy. We also have a 15-minute city smart city flyer that we've created. And I'll make sure to post all of that information in next week's weekly action. All right, the Bible verse for today is from Psalm 68, 1, 3, and 4. Rise up, O God, and scatter your enemies. Let those who hate you run for their lives, but let the godly rejoice. Let us be glad in your presence. 
Let us be filled with joy as we sing praises to you and to your name. I just want to encourage you. It can seem like really dark days, and it can seem very concerning and very scary. But for myself as a Christian and my team, uh, you know what? We we have that saving faith, and we just uh, we don't walk by fear. And when you walk by sight, you see what the world is doing. You understand things through worldly eyes. But when you have faith, you you know the end of the book. And you can be completely confident that God is in control. And if you're sitting on that fence, uh, there's a lot of people talking about Christianity in the last few years. That's what happens when you face dark days, because we all are born with this hole inside of us that only God can fill. So I would encourage you, you know, turn to Jesus and have the peace that passes all understanding in the midst of these valleys. I walk with that security every day. All right. So thank you so much. I hope you will join us uh, next week. God bless you and God bless Canada. you